The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus passed through the towns and villages, teachings as he went and making his way to Jerusalem. Someone asked him, Lord, will only a few people be saved? He answered them, Strive to enter through the narrow gate, for many, I tell you, will attempt to enter, but will not be strong enough. After the master of the house has arisen and locked the door, then will you stand outside knocking and saying, Lord, open the door for us. He will say to you in reply, I do not know where you are from. And you will say, We ate and drank in your company, and you taught in our streets. Then he will say to you, I do not know where you are from. Depart from me, all you evildoers. And there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. When you see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, and you yourself cast out, And people will come from the east and the west, and from the north and the south, and will recline at table in the kingdom of God. For behold, some are last who will be first, and some are first who will be last. The Gospel of the Lord. Good morning, everybody. As for your prayers, I'm sure many of you know we're back in the swing of schools starting now. Last Wednesday, Notre Dame started. We're over there for the opening mass. We have 305 little souls over there. So pray for the little ones as they begin their school year. There are many tears shed over there, by the way, especially amongst the first and second and kindergarten grades, of course, the first time. Uh, many of them separated from their parents after a summer. So, so I pray with the little ones and even people going off to college. Oh, tears are flowing from parents right now as their firstborns are now going off to college. The kids couldn't take off fast enough. The parents couldn't hold on tight enough. Right? <laughs> and also pray for our school in Dixon. They'll be starting uh, in about a week or so, a week and a half. So they still have some breathing room. And so pray for all the kids, the students that are going off into school now. At this school year may be one of, of education, of course, but also a deepening of faith. Always keep one another in prayer. And pray for Father Reggie, our other priest here. He ditched me, by the way, Father Reggie. He's, he's off on vacation in India right now. He hasn't been home in three years, so he gets to go home and see his family. And he gets to, he gets to baptize his niece as well. So it's a beautiful thing. So I said, go, go ahead, Father Reggie, ditch me, and I'll stay here. I'll, I'll hold down the, the store. So... So pray for Father Reggie as he goes off now. 
He'll be back in a few weeks as well. But it's a great privilege now. It probably feels like I've been with you for 10 years. (laughs) It hasn't been. It's only only been here for about a month and a half now. And it's finally started to feel like home here among you. You know, when you finally move in, as you know, whenever you move to a new place, it's hard. You gotta, I still have boxes to unpack, but that, that will come sooner or later. As you get to know a new city, you get to know where the grocery stores are, your, your favorite restaurants, who has the best pizza, the best Chinese food. You know, who had, you know, you're still picking out the places. I'm starting to get to know many of your names as well. So I'm starting to pick up in your, in your personalities. You're starting to get to know me, my personality, my weird uh, idiosyncrasies. So we're all starting to get to know each other after a month and a half. But you know, no matter where I go, whatever parish I'm assigned to, faces are different, of course. But the more I realize we're all the same. We're all the same. And part of the universal human condition And especially from the place of a priest, we stand in privilege and honor to serve you when you open your hearts and your lives to us. Is that many of us carry tremendous pain. Oh, many of us do. Many of us carry burdens, problems, Broken hearts, so suffocating that it's hard to breathe. Oh, when you walk into a room, I guarantee you, or in my case, a church, as I look out upon you, all of you staring at me, oh, I know for certain, whatever room or church you walk into, there will be tremendous pain in that room. So now the question becomes, what will we do with that pain? You and I have the ability, the power, to walk into a room full of people knowing full well of the weight of that room to either move the pain, move the needle of that room closer to heaven or closer to hell. Every single one of us, when we walk into a room, so imagine this, just picture in your mind's eye, you walk into a room knowing full well that the people in that, in that particular place carry tremendous burdens and suffering. And when I walk into a room, do I move the needle closer to heaven or closer to hell? The line of good and evil cuts through every single human heart. Many of you may be aware It happened about two Fridays ago. There was an incident here in our town. There was a tragedy. 24-year-old young man 
lost his life through an act of violence. And when I saw the headlines, I was like, oh, you know, another act of violence. And then a couple of days ago, the family of that young man walked through our parish office. He was a member of our family. He was part of the body of Christ. One of this young man's goals was to get married here at our beautiful parish. That was his dream when he found the right girl. He would come here and get married here. The mother of this family sold his strut with pain. She could not even come. She sent her daughter here to make all the funeral arrangements. Whenever the police release, releases him, there's a police investigation to figure out what happened. We're not quite sure why, but it's a dumb act of violence. No sense, no rhyme, no reason, just violence. When that funeral happens, it will be a glorious one. It will be a glorious funeral. This place will be packed. As oftentimes when we do a funeral for a young man. You and I cannot take away the pain of the world. We cannot. Things happen which are beyond our control. We cannot stop disease. We cannot stop cancer. As much as we try, we cannot stop the pain of the world. But the privilege that we have now as Christians is to move the needle. We move the needle closer to heaven, you and I. And when that family came in, oh, I was fired up. Angry, first of all, or with the righteous indignation, Because I am tired of the pain. Aren't you tired of all the suffering, the division, the fighting? Aren't you tired of all of the pain in the world? That's just, it's like an avalanche, isn't it? And all oftentimes, now now you begin to hear the words of of the Lord today. He says, when they asked him, Jesus, how, how many will be saved? Meaning, how many will get to heaven? Our Lord here is speaking about the, in Hebrew, the ha'olom habah, the world to come, heaven. And he's, he was saying, Lord, how many will make it to the ha'olom habah? And I love the way our Lord answers it. He says, don't worry about the percentage. Rather, strive to enter in. Because I tell you, many will not make it, will not be strong enough. Because what happens when the pain and the suffering of the world beats us down? We will feel the tendency to to give up, to stop praying, to give up the Lord and this poor mother. Oh, she can't even get out of bed. 
She has no energy. And this is where you and I come in. As members of the body of Christ, we are called to carry one another. We are called to lift one another up when the suffering becomes unbearable. You and I are called to walk with one another and to strive on that narrow path. I need you. I need all of you to strengthen me on my journey to make it to heaven. And oh, how we need one another. Because none of us are doing this by ourselves. And oh, how I will tell that family when that funeral does happen. I will scream it from the top of my lungs and I will tell that family, you are not alone in your suffering. You have the might and the power and the prayers of St. Mary's Parish. Because we are members of the body of Christ. Which is why beautiful, do you see in in the second reading today, the author to the Hebrews, he knows this reality. Towards the end of the second reading, he says, strengthen your drooping hands and your weak knees. Why does he say that? Because he has the confidence of a Christian knowing that all of us are like Jesus Christ. Christ who now enters into the room and to move the needle. And I want us to look at our, at our Christian life like this. And now let me ask you, in your families, when you walk into the living room or to the kitchen or the dining room for dinner, do you move the needle and the suffering of that room closer to heaven? or the other way. When you walk into work, do you move the needle closer to heaven or closer to the other side? When you move through the the world, do we add to the suffering? I don't know about you, but I want to move the needle closer to heaven. I'm tired, so tired. But with the power of Jesus Christ, oh, we will transform this world. And so as we come to the sacred altar, I ask of you, carry this family. Carry this mother, father, the two remaining children. Lift them up through our prayers. Bring them to the altar. And oh, I guarantee you, we will move that needle.